You're listening to the Seeking the Science podcast. My name is Erin, and I'll be your host. This is episode one, but I'm planning to create nine episodes in this series. So welcome, and I hope you'll stick with me as I share my personal experience and stories about testing to see if there really is a man in the sky watching over us, or more likely, if there's some kind of force out there helping to guide not just my life, but life and energy and the universe. In your life too. So the main reason I've started this podcast is really so that I can remind myself of where I've been, and what I've learned, um, because it's easy to forget in everyday life. So what I've found lately is that I've just been really tense and uptight and really focused on the small things in my life. And I've kind of forgotten that, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. That's something I learned a long time ago, but I guess as life's moved on and I felt comfortable with thinking that, okay, I've, I've learned these lessons and now I can move forward and be an adult. And, um, it's easy to forget that if I let go, the universe fills in the gaps. I don't have to worry about these small minute details. I don't have to obsess about the small um, pieces of my life that maybe aren't going how I think they should. Because really, I really do believe that there there is a plan and it's happening and that the universe will provide as long as I allow it to provide. And I think what happens is so often when we're so obsessed with our the little minute details of our life, that we don't allow the universe to get involved anymore. We're sort of trying to control every little piece. That's what I'm, I'm finding that I've been doing. I'm trying to control everything, put everything in its little place, and making myself insane trying to do that when really there's no reason. I don't have to. So I wanted to start this podcast so that I could really look back and remember the things that I've learned in the past. I've always thought that I was an open person, that I was um, willing and able to see things and have faith. But as I actually look and learn more about myself, I don't think that I really started out that way. Um, I have always been a type of person that needed proof. I needed proof. I was fascinated with religion and spirituality when I was younger, but I wasn't really able to just take it at face value. I really wanted to know for sure, okay, what is going on? Is there something? How can I really prove to myself that something is there, that there's a force greater than myself? So I guess in that way, um, I had to test it. I didn't just take it at face value. And um, so, I mean, part of the that I'll share with you some of the stories that I have from doing these tests. Um, yeah, I guess finding this physical proof have has been a major part of my personal spiritual journey and my life overall so far. So 
what I, what I personally needed was to test it out, make choices, and then see what the universe would do. How, how would, would I be provided for, like they say, or like I had heard, would I simply be put into a terrible position? Uh, I needed to know for sure. Now, I don't think this is the greatest way to, to test. I mean, if you are able to just uh, have faith and not have to go through this trial and error, I think I would say, yeah, just go straight to listening with a full heart. Uh, I would highly recommend that. Don't bother going through all of the steps and testing things out and trial and error. Um, but that's what I did. So I, I would love to share that with you in this podcast. I was exposed at a young age to all types of weird and challenging circumstances, not just in my home life, but also in terms of the types of conversations that I would have uh, with my parents or people that were around me. I had a lot of religion religious people, um, Catholic. My, my grandma was very, very Catholic and my mom's side of the family, very Catholic. My dad's side, uh, Catholic as well. Um, but my parents themselves were more hippies. So they grew up in, in that age, the seventies. They had a lot of new age ideas, spirituality, even, uh, occult, some occult things. So I was exposed to a lot of different things at a young age, which made me very curious and fascinated um, with, with the topic. So I definitely had a thirst and a desire to understand faith. What, what was faith and God? Like, who was God exactly anyway? It, he always, you know, the concept of a, an actual person, a man, in the sky or you know as you're, when you're a child and you're learning about these things it just all of these things I started finding myself feeling like there was contradictions and there were a lot of questions I always had more questions than I than I had answers so it caused me to really look into things and, and want to know more there were many things that I would call catalysts um, for, for learning and really took me down different paths. So, you know, occult paths, religious paths, um, just being fascinated by trying to learn more and try to really have some answers instead of just questions. Um, for example, on my bookshelf, I think I have King James Bible of the New Testament. I have a Mormon Bible. I have Hindu um, and Buddhism material um, and all of those things. I mean, I, I think everything that I've read, I take something from it. It gives me more insight into something that's bigger than me. So I really appreciate um, all of the texts and the writings uh, because it always helps me learn more as a person. But there's never been one thing where I sat and said, you know what, this completely makes sense to me. This is everything that I needed to know. 
So it's always left me searching for something more. And so what you'll find is probably throughout this podcast, I really, when I'm talking about faith and um, I'm really, I'll always reference the universe. So not God per se, um, it has a lot of connotations around it. It has, people are, have a lot of ideas about what God means, um, to them personally. And so I just avoid that word and I really talk about the universe. So the energy, energy has become a huge part of my understanding. It's, it's what we're made up of. It's what's surrounding us. So, um, the universe is just a good word, uh, for me. So you'll notice that I use that a lot throughout here. So I was going to start by talking about this book that I read. It, it was a huge moment of change for me, but as I started thinking about that book and where it led me, I realized that a lot of things happened before that book. So first of all, the book that I read, it was, um, of all things, it was just about love signs. I think I picked it up at a used bookstore. I found it on the shelf. It had bright, pretty colors. It seemed really interesting. Um, I didn't really expect too much from it, but half of the book talked about how to recognize signs from the universe. And the other half of the book was a glossary of sorts for the different types of signs and what they might mean. Um, now the first half of that book really changed my life. I think it was just the right message at the right time. So it put a lot of, uh, pieces that I had, it, it sort of was the thread that sewed them together uh, and it created, um, sort of a way for me to really communicate with the universe that I found to work really well. So I definitely want to talk about that. But like I said, as I started thinking about this book, I realized, you know, that really wasn't the first thing that, that started those conversations and started that, that testing that I was doing. Um, so I think what I will start with, I, I have about six short stories that I can share um, that were the ways that I started to sort of test out this idea that there's something else out there that's bigger than me, greater than me. So I'll share those six stories with you uh, starting now. I should mention before I get started, um, please don't do this. <laughs> don't do any of these things. These are just things that I did. I was a, I was a kid. I was still in high school. Um, some of this stuff I would never dream of doing anymore. So I really am not suggesting that people try these things. I'm really just sharing what I ended up doing and not really talking about whether it was right or wrong. It's just things that happened. And, um, I think it'll be interesting to share. So the first uh, story is basically in my energy trials. So when I started to learn about this concept that everybody is energy, 
um, and that I had my own personal energy. I wanted to experiment with that. I wanted to understand what, what were the reaches of this energy? What could this energy do? Can it do anything? And at that time, I was in high school. I spent a lot of time on the bus. So I was constantly on the bus all the time. Always had my, my earphones in and my, uh, my CD Walkman at the time, you know. Um, so it gave me an opportunity to be around people, strangers that I didn't know. Um, and that's where I did a lot of my experimenting. So like I said, not recommending <laughs> that anyone else do this, but really just sharing what I did at that time. Um, so what I used to do is when I figured out about the energy, I wanted to see, can my energy affect other people? Is this something that I can actually prove to myself? So again, not, not trying to prove it to anyone else, but I wanted to prove it to me. If energy is real, if, if this concept of energy is, is a real way that I can affect people, then I need to test it out. So what I would do is I would always sit at the back of the bus and I would practice sort of pushing out my energy and I would, I would sort of say in my mind, I would ask the people to fall asleep, to fall asleep, to fall asleep. And, you know, I tried this for a few days and then one day there was probably about six people in the back of the bus. And I noticed that as I was doing it, they were all falling asleep one by one. They were drifting off and I felt like, okay, I'm causing, you know, through this pushing out of my energy, I'm causing these people to actually fall asleep on the bus. And this just sparked such an intense interest for me. I was just really surprised by it and excited that I could have such an influence on this group of strangers. So that was uh, sort of the first step into testing out uh, energy and how my energy can affect other people. The next story is also on the bus. It's actually the same bus route. I can, I can see it in my head. I remember it so clearly. I don't know if it's just because of that time it was really important to me, but they're very crisp and clean uh, memories that I have. So once I started learning about energy, I was introduced to this concept of energy vampires. You may have heard this before, but it's this idea that there's some people that sort of suck you of energy and some people that can give energy you've probably been around these types of people where, um, they, you might feel really drained after spending an afternoon with a person. They might be energy suckers. Uh, most of the time, I don't, I don't think this is a malicious thing. I think this is just something that happens naturally. It's usually not a big deal. The ways that I used to notice it the most were if I was around strangers, um, certain people would somehow 
end up touching me in some way. And I found that these people, and you may have met um, some people like this, is they have a, a way of just going around and, and touching you a little bit. And with that touch comes energy. So I became very aware of this and I, I really wanted to identify when this would happen and how often it happened and you know was it just a, an off chance that it was happening but as I increased my energy I found that I was definitely more susceptible to random strangers coming up and touching my shoulder or touching my arm or wanting to talk to me or wanting to be too close to me things like that so I became really aware of this concept of you know energy suckers vampires you know, in a sense. Um, and so again, when I was on the bus one day, and this was while I was on my way to school, I just felt like something was draining me. I could feel it. And it, it, it wasn't just that day. It had been a number of days in a row that I just hadn't felt right since I had gotten on the bus. And I wasn't actually sitting in the back this day. I kind of remember I was in a seat and I was in about the middle of the bus and I just really felt this. So I had my earphones in and I should mention music has always been a huge um, force for me. So it really helps me to focus my energy, focus my attention. And when I listen to music, I can really just feel more connected to the universe and everything. So I had... Um, I was listening to the Beatles as my guitar gently weeps and it was quite loud and I just remember thinking okay whoever this is I'm going to just take them up so high with me into you know I, I don't even know how to describe that but just into a higher place and just keep sort of almost ascending up and up and up my energy I just felt like I was tunneling my energy up and up and up and I kept going up and just increasing my energy and moving upwards. And all of a sudden, the bus came to a screeching halt. And I opened my eyes and I was looking around and there was a bit of a commotion. I didn't know what was happening. And I looked over and there was a woman that was sitting a few rows up from me. And she had passed out and fallen into the floor. So I felt like I had found this vampire or you know that's a terrible word for it but uh, this person that had attached to my energy and I was shocked I was completely shocked I did not expect that to happen I have actually no idea what I thought would happen I certainly did not think that somebody would just pass out like that on the bus it was really really surprising to me but it helped me understand that there was something going on that energy it was a confirmation for me of the things that I had been learning. The next story I'll share with you, um, I have it written down here, just playfully as step off white light. So I think as I started, uh, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, with the increase of energy and my awareness of energy, I felt like I needed some type of protection or some way to distance myself. Because like I said, uh, I got to the point where I would walk down the street 
I was, people would follow me. Uh, people would just really go out of their way to talk to me or touch me or engage me in some way. And it's usually not normal, everyday, average people. It's usually people who can maybe sense that. So like crazy people, <laughs> uh, sometimes are just really odd people. It's like they could sniff me out from across the street and they would just take every opportunity to run over and talk to me. So, and especially at that age, I was always, you know, downtown walking around, around a lot of people. It's not like now where I'm always usually in a car or I'm by myself. I don't have to really worry about being on a bus, being in public and having um, people just randomly being able to come up and, and talk to me and engage me for an extended amount of time. So I had learned about white light, this concept of surrounding yourself with protection with white light. And I would say for a few months, I would say that to myself. It was like a mantra. I would, I would protect myself. I would surround myself with white light, but it didn't really do anything for me because it was just me saying it. It, it didn't have any, um, anything behind it. I didn't know how to implement it. I didn't know how to actually engage myself and have white light and be protected. So I was downtown one night and it was quite late. I was coming home. I was taking the train and I'm standing on the station by myself. And I just felt that I was surrounded by white light and it was just when I, when I said it this time, it was different. Something clicked for me and it, I felt like I was just projecting this giant, like this ray, this whole circle of white light all around my body. And I could tell that something was different because people, uh, on the train station just sort of backed up and backed away and nobody came near me. And I had quite a really large perimeter, um, around me and I felt so empowered and I thought oh my gosh this is what it is this is what it means to be surrounded by white light this is amazing and I got on the the train and I decided to just stand so I was standing um instead of sitting and there was a group of people there was four of them and they started it was just so interesting they started talking about um white light and energy and things that they had heard about and just the fact that they were talking about it validated me like they can sense that something's up they're talking about it it's just this discussion that started happening so I felt like on some level they sensed this this energy that I was projecting and just happened to talk about it and I was able to sort of hear how, what they thought and how, um, and how it had influenced them. So that was, uh, a really pivotal moment for me too, to understand that this kind of protection is real and that people can sense energy, even if they can't see it, they can sense it. It is real and it does affect people. So, uh, our energy is really important, what we're sending out and what we're allowing to come in to ourselves as well. 
So I was going to continue on with a few more stories, but I've realized that this podcast is getting quite long. So I think I'll stop here and split up my stories into a a second part to this podcast. Join me next time to hear the rest of this uh, podcast one, part two, and also for the next episode that was planned for episode two. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time.